Hello, football fans, and welcome to episode number 26 of View from the Sideline podcast. Coming up this week, we take a look back at the Premier League action from the weekend, where Spurs now seem officially out of the title race and Leicester sack their manager after yet another home defeat. In the EFL review, the top three in the Championship all win, and Luton finally drop points in the race for the League One title. In League Two, Yeovil take all three points with victory over Cambridge and Lincoln win to stay top of the table. We have all the usual features with the weekly teaser and a predictions update. And this week's special topic is around the EFL Cup final between Man City and Chelsea. So it should be a good show. So let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode 26 of View from the Sideline podcast. Chris here and Rich is here as well. Hi Chris, good evening. Good evening Rich, how are you? Uh, yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Not Looking bad. forward big... to uh, tonight's game. Yeah, big uh, night tonight. Uh, this is the, I think this is the second time this year, isn't it? We've uh, had a Chelsea-Tottenham game on whilst we're recording. So. Yeah, and uh, we, we mustn't forget it is, uh, it is Chelsea's biggest game of the season. <laughs> Anything um, to stop Tottenham from winning. Yeah, the DVD will be out uh, next week. Dent in Tottenham's title hopes is uh, yeah. is what makes well, Chelsea well, season. We just, we just spoke before that if if Chelsea do manage to win tonight and their game in hand and against Fulham on Sunday, and you fail to win tonight and Saturday, the gap will just be down to one point. So, well, there's a lot of ifs there. Yeah, well, there is a lot of ifs, but you never know. No, so know. we'll um, so we're two minutes away from kickoff, so we'll obviously uh, keep you updated with the score and with all the other matches. There's six games in the Premier League tonight, so we'll keep you up to date with all the scores. Arsenal already won up against Bournemouth. They are. It's an early goal then for them. So, uh, Rich, you've got the teaser, I believe, for me this week. at the moment with fans and pundits especially around Huddersfield and Fulham I've gone for a relegation themed teaser so the, the worst ever points total from a Premier League season was Derby in the 2007-2008 season where they finished with just 11 points from the 38 games they played they only won one game that season which was on the 17th of September and it was a home fixture But can you tell me, Chris, against which current Premier League side that game was against? So the the, the team they beat, the the one victory they got in that season. In September as well. That was quite early on in the season as well. Yeah, I think it was three or four games in. Uh, but yeah, after Everything that, they... was looking so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so one win, current a team that are currently in the Premier League. So can you yeah. let me know who that was? I will. I will try. Anyway, well, uh, I'll have a I'll have a stab at that later. I think. Okay, so we will go over to the Premier League review. And we was uh, the games were quite well spread out this weekend, weren't they? Because you had two games on Friday night, which is which never was never I don't think it's ever happened before. So no, I think there was um, games every day, weren't there? Friday, Saturday, Sunday. There wasn't Monday, yeah. So games yeah. all all three days. But uh, we'll we'll start with the Cardiff Watford game. Um, 
one one thing I, I will note is that this is probably the worst I've seen Cardiff actually play this season. Uh, I think we've we've mentioned before about the the grit and and sort of determination they show in every game, but uh, the, uh, this was just awful. This is it, I think this is the Cardiff I think that everyone expected to see this season. Uh, but nothing away from Watford and Delafay. Obviously, getting the hat trick as well. But now I've got a, I've got a question for you though, Chris. Yeah. And I think that I think we've both been pretty um, positive about Cardiff in the past. And I'm not necessarily going to go the other way with this. But what Watford? There's two things I think. Watford are. I don't think they're getting enough credit this season for how they're playing and, and what a dangerous team they can be. I mean, seventh in the league, quarterfinal of the FA Cup. For, for, a, for a team and a club like Watford, I think it's it's a huge ach- achievement where they are. But that, in my opinion, that was a 100% stonewall penalty for Cardiff. And so this was this was when it was one nil, wasn't it? To, yeah. To Watford, yeah. Yeah, and I'm not saying that they would have scored it. I'm not saying they would have gone on to win it or they would have gone on to get a point. But I do wonder if how a decision like that affects them. Well, because this is, I, <clears throat> yeah. I I know I know sort of Neil Warnock had his view on it, and he mentioned and it, rightly so. But I just think that it was it was such a blatant penalty. And I just wonder whether that sort of, I know that Watford scored a couple of late goals and they sort of put the cherry on the cake, if you like. I mean, the game was already won for them. But I, I do wonder if a decision like that has, has a massive effect on, on the players. Well, yeah, because he, he said um, in the interview after the game that at halftime, that's all his players were, were talking about and thinking about. And he had to try and get them away from that. But it, it obviously did affect them. Um, and... You know, for a team that's in the position they are, you know, you know, things like that. When they go against you, they are going to cost you. Um, inevitably, in league position, obviously Cardiff now third from bottom. Uh, so, but well, no, they, I mean, they're still they're still four from bottom because I mean, I think one of the things for me with Cardiff at the moment is there are three teams that are worse than them. Um, obviously Huddersfield and Fulham. I'm sure Cardiff are fourth. Sorry, um, yeah, it's because, Saints it's, because Saints, it's because Saints are drawing at the moment. So oh, right, OK, yeah, because they're playing tonight. But, I mean, Cardiff, uh, Huddersfield and Fulham, sorry, are, are maybe a given at the moment. They've yeah. both been pretty poor this season. And I think Saints and Cardiff are maybe on par with each other. But I think that's what's saving Cardiff at the moment. They just need to, they need to dig in there, I think. And I, I don't think they should necessarily think that this was... Well, maybe it was a game where they could have got a point or maybe three yeah. points from it, but let's not take anything away from Watford. No. I think I, I, do, I do just wonder how that decision affected Cardiff when they played three quarters plus of the game. I know you can't dwell on it, but no. it's a de- definite penalty for me. I, yeah. I don't know how the ref didn't give it. So the uh, the other game on Friday night was West Ham versus Fulham, uh, London Derby. Um, Fulham actually starting quite well in this one, getting the early uh, early goal. Um, Ryan Babel, his hair, what was why is it red? <laughs> why is it makes him um, stick out a bit. I but guess. I think the, the 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 big talking point is is the the, the equaliser for West Ham. Uh, corner comes in. It isn't defended great by Fulham, but I think we've mentioned they're defending more than 
enough on this podcast, but Hernandez, it, it definitely looks like that he's he's used his hand to, to, to obviously score the goal, and it seems like that, obviously, with VAR coming in, that will obviously be stopped, but I think that's cost Fulham. I know they ended up losing 3-1, but I think that's probably cost them in this game. Yeah, it might it might sort of be the same sort of thing as the decision at Cardiff with the penalty. But I, I mean, I agree with you. Next next season with VAR, that that sort of decision almost gets wiped wiped out. But I'd I'd like to to know what you think, Chris. Around there's been a lot of debate, obviously, since it happened, around people saying that he Hernandez should have owned up and. Um, but you're not. But, it's, it's, but you're not I don't. Too yeah, not. I don't. I don't know if I sit comfortably with that. I mean, obviously, the, the the famous one is Maradona, but then you've got Henri against Ireland in the World Cup, and yeah. there's been other instances. I mean, I I personally don't think you're going to get a footballer sort of who well, puts he, the ball in the net with his hand and then turns around and says, "Oh, actually, yeah. by the it's way, just, just, he's remember he's." They're at home for one. He's in front of fifty thousand West Ham fans. I don't think he's going to turn around and say, "Yeah, oh, sorry, yeah." But, yeah, absolutely. Know. But also, so, it's it's the whole. I mean, obviously, we'll talk about the game, but it's the that that decision could send Fulham down. And I I I, I sit in the camp where it won't just be that decision that sends Fulham down. No, no, no. It will be their form over the other 37 no, they're, games they're, that, that sends them down. I think, I think it's their defending. I think that's going to send them down. But... Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, I think that... I agree with you. Fulham started well, but then as, as soon as they have to do Edge any drops, sort of sus- yeah. sustained period of defending, they they come unstuck. And I don't, I don't get zonal marking. Personally, I'm not I've a never, fan of zonal no, marking. I've never and you only have to look from the, I think it was the second goal, so Antonio's goal, that um, Fulham, they're in their zonal marking positions and they've got, I think it's four or five defenders pretty much in the six-yard box. And the nearest West Ham player, I think, is on the penalty spot. And I know there's I know there's the, the sort of theory that, the, the West Ham players are going to attack the ball when it comes in, but the, for me, the, the Fulham defenders haven't got enough time to react. They, they're not on the front foot to try yeah. and defend that corner, and that's where they fall down. Yeah. So, well, obviously, like I said, they even they West Ham end up winning the game. Obviously, put pressure on. They're, they're in a good position in the league at the moment. West Ham, you know, they're ninth. Well, they were tenth actually. They're ninth at the moment, obviously with. They are. They're just a bit inconsistent. I think um, they're just a bit inconsistent. They have two or three really good games, then they have two or three pretty average games. Yeah, I think I think that's uh, the problem with them. Chelsea just hit the post. But yeah. Uh, So we'll move on. Oh, actually, the the next actually is the Burnley Tottenham game, Rich. So uh, over to you. Well, we can we can get through this quite quickly. I I think I think you'll admit in in the past I'm I'm normally quite unbiased when it comes to Spurs and I think I'll, yeah. I'll try and be try and be the same now um, and I want to be consistent as well because I think the, the the main sort of talking point around this game is is the first goal where is it or isn't it a corner and I remember pretty vividly having the conversation when Everton lost at Watford 1-0 and it wasn't a corner and Watford scored from the corner and I'll echo what I said then. 
whether it's a corner or not, you've still got to defend it. You can argue the toss as much as you want about whether the right decision's been made, but a corner's been given, the the Burnley players going over to take the corner, you've still got to defend it. Yeah. You don't you don't get let off because it's maybe not the right decision. And I'll be honest with you, when I saw it, I wasn't sure. I think it was probably the third. But it was probably the second or third time I saw the replay from a different angle that I thought, yeah, they're probably right. It's not a corner. But if you look at it, and we spoke about referees last last week, and how how you how you're going to expect them to be a hundred percent accurate on that decision? I just don't think yeah. it's going to happen. Uh, so, yeah, it wasn't a corner, but Spurs still needed to defend it, which they didn't. Yeah. yeah. Um, the second part, and I've heard a lot since the game around Harry Kane's equaliser, where Danny Rose is five or six yards ahead of where the ball actually went out for the throw in. If anybody can tell me a game of football they've ever watched where a player hasn't gained a couple of yards advantage from a throw-in, then yeah. I, I think you're well, fibbing. To, to be because honest, it happens you, like, in every single game. No one tackled him anyway. Came when he got when he got the ball, he just he just literally ran diagonally, and, yeah. and no one seemed to go near him. So yeah. uh, just a couple of goals: Southampton one nil up against Fulham, and Liverpool have scored against Watford as well. Okay. <clears throat> Funny, we're just talking about Fulham's defending. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So I mean, that that's that's sort of a bit less sort of controversial. But for, I put my Spurs hat on. It was it. it was a disappointing result because I I believed we were in the title race, and with Liverpool playing United, obviously at the time we didn't know the result. There was a real yeah. chance for Spurs to close the gap on Liverpool, so it was a disappointing result. But you can't take anything away from Burnley. Tommy, oh, no, no. again, was, was fantastic. He made an unbelievable save from Harry Kane. Um, and I think Spurs let themselves down. It's probably the, 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 the worst sort of two bits of defending I've seen from them in quite a while for the two goals. But um, Spurs had the play. They had probably the better of the chances. They just didn't take them. But... Burnley are not. We used to speak about them all the time in the early episodes of the oh, podcast. Oh yeah, well, they've, been it was all about, they've improved, haven't they? Absolutely, it was Dramatic. all about the Europa League's hampering them, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. There's no shame in losing to Burnley. No. Um, and then obviously we've got Pochettino at the end. I think credit happy, to him. <laughs> no, but credit to him that he's turned round and and said that he was wrong and he said that he's behaved it's, wrongly it's just, and, and he'll. Yeah, He'll ex- moment, yeah, know, and he'll just... accept any punishment that comes his way. But I would imagine, because of the result, he he must have seen the decision on a screen somewhere. So oh, yeah, so yeah. so he he's basing his argument on that. I mean, he's in the ref's face, but he's got his hands behind his back, so you can almost tell that he knows what it's, he's it's doing. A, it's but, a gentlemanly talent telling off. Yeah, <laughs> it is, and. I, I'm going to put it down. Sorry, another goal at the Emirates. Arsenal 2 0 yeah. now. Um, I'm going to put it down to frustration because he's seen the decision. It's not a great result for Spurs. Um, maybe he was feeling the pressure a little bit, but you shouldn't behave like that. And fair play to him. He's turned around and, and, and admitted that and he'll take the punishment. But 
as a Spurs fan, I'm disappointed, but as a football fan, as a, as a and... Chelsea fan, I was happy. <laughs> yeah, well, it's about time you, lo- you lost actually. Yeah, but it's been a while it's... since I've been able to say that. I'm not going to take anything away from Burnley. No, they I've... played well, and he uh, obviously with England. There's an England match coming out, isn't there? In like a couple of weeks' time, Heaton maybe. Well, maybe you never know. Yeah. I, th- I think I think I did hear someone say that he's probably on form. He's the best English goalie at the moment. I well, wouldn't the disagree. Moment, yeah. but, well, you you would so, pit-fitting goal, would you? <laughs> mm, I don't know. Well, they won last night. Got some good yeah. Anyway, I, I, I can't. You can't take it away from Burnley. I think any Spurs fan that would say Burnley didn't deserve to win it may have been watching a different game. But yeah, we can move on. We can move yeah. on from Spurs. So we'll, we'll move on to the Bournemouth Wolves game, which is, is full of, of penalties, really. <laughs> Every, everyone gets a penalty. As you know, go down this, was, this was strange. I, so I just, so first penalty, yes or no, Chris? Uh, there's contact, but I wouldn't say enough for it to be a penalty. Well, I said no. And that's no. because that's because I think he was on his way down before he was yeah, actually yeah, touched. Yeah. I mean, it, he, it may be it may be split seconds, but he was the on defender, his way down before the defender. The defender could have blown him. on him, and he would have fallen over. I, yeah, you know, he was always looking Absol- for it. Yeah, uh, but the other the other penalties I would say were were penalties. Mm, I disagree with the second. I don't think the Wolves one was a penalty because I think that. Is that not is that not just a tackle? It's a, yeah, but I think they see it as, as and it's almost his momentum. I, I'm not through, sure, but that's why the referees see it. But hmm, I don't, I don't. I, that that was a bit dodgy for me. And the third one, I mean, the third one's outside the area for me. Yeah, well, it's just I, the contacts on the outside, isn't it? From uh... Yeah, but it's where the contact originates. Yeah. I, I believe is, yeah. is 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 where the it's, like, it's, it's the, the point of the contact is where the, the foul is committed. We've spoken about have all had decisions that have. Well, VAR will stop yeah. this. We believe. We ain't gonna have anything to talk to you. <laughs> well, I think we will because I think VAR is still proving that it is up to a ref's discretion. But yeah, I've got a few that's... things to say about VAR actually later. I think if we. If, I mean, let's take into account Wolves last night, where where they went to Huddersfield and lost. Um, I think the way Wolves have been playing, they would certainly be happier with the point against Bournemouth because Bournemouth at home are a decent side. Bournemouth have just scored actually against Arsenal. Have they two, two one. one? Yeah, back in there. No? Good game. Good game already. I wonder if it was a penalty. I laughed, <laughs> yeah, <but it's> not, <laughs> it wasn't a penalty, but I would laugh. It was. But uh, Newcastle uh, had a field. We'll, we'll, we'll quickly move on to that one. Yeah. Um, mm, I, I want to talk about this new guy that Newcastle have signed, Al, Almiron. Yeah, he looks good. He, look, he looks he tasty, doesn't he? Is, is, uh, he's quite quick as well. And um, he was taking players on. And I even saw this week that Wayne Rooney's come out and said that, you know, for people that said the MLS was boring and they don't have any you know, quality players, just take a look at this guy. Yeah. And I think, you know... I mean, he, he hit, hit the post, didn't he? He hit yeah, the he post did, yeah. first half, yeah. really unlucky not to score. Uh, I think it's... Card, I, yes, yes. I don't think really yeah. you could say much about that. It's just, no, I don't think you can. I, I, just, I think it's a... And I think that whether you think Huddersfield are down or not, 
when you're going away to Newcastle, you've got a tough game. Every point matters. Yeah. I just think it's an absolutely ridiculous challenge. It's, it's silly. I, I swear this happened earlier on in the season where they had someone sent off early in the game and it ended up costing them the points. I, they I, think, did. I think it was. I can't remember which game it was, but I vaguely remember talking about it. But uh, Newcastle, I would say... I think they call it a professional win, don't they? Where they, you know, they did what was needed to be done. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I I thought they looked pretty comfortable with 11 against 11 anyway. Yeah, yeah. And I think with the red card, I think it was only a matter of time before Newcastle scored. And they looked impressive to me. And this, is it Longstaff? Longstaff. He looks a hell of a player. He looks a hell of a player. I mean, I, I know sort of three or four weeks ago, we were all talking about Declan Rice, and rightly so, for West Ham. Yeah. He, he was playing out of his skin, but this, this, kid, looks, this kid looks good. But, um, he, look, he looks very good. Newcastle, obviously, they, they won last night as well, didn't they? So they've kind of, you know, they've moved in the right direction. Obviously, six points in two games, you can't ask much more than that, especially in the position they were in. Obviously. Yeah, and I, I think they're pretty. I think they're pretty safe now. I mean, they're not. They're obviously not out of it, but the way they're playing, I think they're. Um, I think they're doing good. Good yeah. win well, for I'm gonna, them. I'm excited to see what this Elmeron can bring because he he does look. I was quite impressed with him actually. He looks good for twenty for twenty odd million. He looks. Yeah. He looks a good signing. So uh, next up is the Leicester Palace game, which uh, turned out to be Claude Puel's last game in charge. We've spoken about obviously him before about obviously that the fans weren't very happy with him and I think I think we both could probably see it come in. I I just think it needed this sort of defeat for him to be sacked. I think I think that was the the writing was on the wall, I think. I think to be honest, yeah, I think he would have been sacked at the end of the season anyway. I don't think they would have Yeah, I mean a lot, a, yeah, but I mean a lot of the a lot of the feedback has been that after that game, um, especially, was that they thought that Leicester would have waited till the end of the end of the season before they yeah. made any sort of decision. Um, uh, to be honest, I think I think the writing was on the wall for him. I think I don't think playing Palace helped. To be honest, because I think that the way Leicester are playing at the moment. And the way Palace play away from home, where they where they counter attack with their pace yeah. and. I think it was always going to be a bit dangerous. I mean, the first goal for me is a bit lucky, but I, I like Batshuayi at Palace. I think he gives them something different. I think he always like, looks a threat. I liked him at Chelsea. I, I, <laughs> well, I don't know I why they didn't keep him. You know, I wasn't. You know, he was scoring goals. You know, but it's one of those things, isn't it? But... And I think when when Leicester get the equaliser, the sort of the crowd are behind them and they want to push on to. To to get the second goal and possibly the winner, but then Palace get it. With the um, was it the penalty the two one or was that the three one? But pa- I mean, Palace get the second goal and then Leicester have got to come out and chase the game. And if you're chasing a game, Palace are the team that you don't want to be playing no. with Zaha Townsend. I mean, their their pace is pretty frightening. I think Liver- the- uh, Liverpool have gone two up against Watford. Well, Marley's got them both. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, so I mean, I think the rhyme was on the wall. I, I think the, the thing that, that that's I don't even know why it's annoyed me, but it did was 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 his team selection in the FA Cup because I am all for you look at Brighton, you look at Watford, 
Yeah, they mentioned um, this, didn't they? <coughs> yeah, weekend, it's yeah. why why he did not play um, a stronger side a stronger in that side, game. Yeah. I just don't. I, I, well, I didn't were, get that person because the teams but... that are left in the FA Cup, they they would have had a good chance of getting to the final. So yeah, they would have had. They would have done. Yeah. But I mean. I'm not going to go into it in too much detail. I'm not a huge Brendan Rodgers fan. Um, so I'm not jumping for joy to see him back in the Premier League. Yeah. Um, I think that I've, I, I, I'm, I sit in the camp where I think that a lot of people could go to Scotland to manage Celtic and win some trophies. He had one good season um, in Liverpool, didn't he? Obviously, when they uh, nearly... Yeah, he did. He did. It, he did. But, I mean... At the same time, that was a really, really good Liverpool side. He hasn't got a really, really good Leicester side. So, I it's, mean, it's, yeah. is 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 there going to be, is there going to be sort of that that level there? I mean, I'm not sure. Leicester have got some good players, but I'm not I'm not wholly convinced on him to be honest. And I think a lot of people are saying that he's sort of coming back to Leicester to use it as a stepping stone to one of the big six in the Premier yeah, League. Right. But, <laughs> yeah, well, I think maybe he'll end up sell, in what? Well, maybe. We could come back. He could come back to Chelsea. He's, oh, maybe. He worked at Chelsea forever. He studied under Mourinho, but I wouldn't say that he's Mourinho, but never no. mind. Okay, well, obviously Rogers was named Leicester manager in the last sort of like 24 hours, so... Good luck to him. Uh, I think I think the Leicester job is is one of those where, you know, they, they did win the league a couple of years ago, but you know it's probably not going to be emulated anytime soon. So no, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have thought so. So yeah. we'll we'll, anyway. see, we'll see how he gets on. We'll see how he gets on. So uh, moving on to Sunday's two games, uh, one was considerably a lot more better than. The other one, but we'll start with with the better version. Uh, Arsenal Southampton. Uh, yeah, it was yeah a good a good win for Arsenal. I would say you know I wouldn't I didn't I didn't really take much from the game that you know they're a, a threat, but I would say that Southampton started better. Uh, Redmond had a good chance at the start of the game, but just couldn't quite finish it. But yeah, it was just one of those really where Southampton had chances, didn't take them, and then Arsenal, you know, went and got a second goal. So. I, I, I mean, I think I think the Saints started pretty well offensively. Yeah, they did. Yeah, it's it sort of almost as soon as they had to defend, that's when they sort of started having a few problems. I think I, I think they 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 had a couple of early chances before before Arsenal got the first goal. Um, but I think the game was almost over. I mean, two nil down after fifteen minutes. Um, I, I, I can't think. It's, I mean, what I think what impressed me a little bit with Saints was how that they managed to sort of close out the game after that. But I think yeah. they were almost they were almost going for damage limitation over trying to get back in the game. I thought, and I thought yeah, that the way they the way they defended after going two nil down. Was was pretty impressive to be honest. To come away with a two nil win after that, a two nil defeat after that, I thought was yeah. pretty impressive. Well, I, think, I think from from their point of view, you, you know, they've got they they were playing Arsenal. You know, they weren't probably expected to win that, but the game tonight, obviously against Fulham, is probably the bigger game for them 
to obviously get the win. So mm. you know, they might have been looking towards, you know, Sunday's game as well. You know, just tr- try not to concede too many. You know, goal difference and stuff. But yeah, and then obviously focus more on on the Fulham game, which is tonight. And they are win. They are winning one nil tonight. So you know, it was uh, a, a a good game. But I, I wouldn't say I, you know, Arsenal didn't look great at the back again. I would say that I think one of the things for them is is that they've kind of needed some to freshen up their defence for a while now, and still have yet to do that. I know they bought that Socrates, but I don't. I haven't really seen that much in him really. To, no, I've, I've to not. Say. I'm not. I'm not wholeheartedly confident with Arsenal's back four. To be honest, I think. I think that's. I think that's re- really where they need to strengthen in the sum to be yeah. honest with you so I, think, well, I mean they, they won them they, they won them yeah match, yeah they won the match I'm not sure what else was, we would expect yeah. from uh so uh a game that was obviously billed to be game of the weekend <laughs> <laughs> to be yeah, that, that didn't, that didn't, quite, work, that didn't quite work out oh uh, yeah well yeah it was uh i saw one pundit actually said that there was more injuries than chances in this game was really summed <laughs> up in a nutshell uh it was it was a strange it was a strange game. The um, thing was, it just it just looked like that both teams were happy with a point. It just didn't, you know, they they were a bit conscious about pushing too many people forward, especially especially Liverpool. Oh, sorry, I, another another goal at St Mary's. Sorry to interrupt you, Chris. Too, I, I yeah, just thought that I thought Liverpool were probably the better team on the day, but. There wasn't really a lot in between it, to be honest. There's, no, uh, it's funny you say that. I mean, the, the one thing that I thought is that it's almost like if you think about two or three months ago, yeah, it's almost that the two teams have have moved closer together, and now they're sort of in the middle where United have got a lot better than they were, so their level has raised. But I feel Liverpool have almost gone the other way where their level has dropped from from how they were playing two or three months ago, and, and both teams are sort of meeting more in the middle. Yeah. I mean, I think I think Salah for Liverpool is a bit like Hazard for Chelsea, that if he's not playing on, on top of his game, that the team don't play on top well, of their game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought he was pretty quiet. I thought, I thought they had a couple of decent chances. I mean, the injuries were just... Well, Solskjaer came out and said before the game that they've got 10 key players injured for tonight's game. So, Yeah, I don't know. know if Rashford's playing tonight. I know he, I know he played on Sunday, but... Uh, and he he and he, is not playing. He's uh, not. Tonight. No, he's on the bench. They've uh, So their team tonight is De Gea, Shaw, Lindelof, Small and Young. McTominay, Fred, Sanchez, Pogba, Dalit, and Lukaku, which is still a pretty decent team. To yeah, honest. it's not a bad <laughs> side, but yeah, I mean, and I think I would I would probably sum that up by I think that Liverpool will be pretty disappointed. Um, I mean, Lingard probably had the best chance of the first half, great save by Allison, but I mean that's where Lingard ends up getting a. Getting substituted after being on the pitch for I think it was 16, 17 minutes he was on. Minutes, yeah. um, obviously there was a disallowed goal in the second half, which was the right decision because because he was offside. Um, and I think that I mean I know we've got to take tonight's scores into account with 
obviously Liverpool winning, City drawing, that I I do wonder if that may come back to bite Liverpool because Maybe. I think they I think I think they think they probably should have won that. I, <clears throat> I I think they should have. Yeah, they were the better side, but like you like you mentioned with Salah, he just wasn't. You know, I don't think anyone would play. have had nil nil for that. I I wouldn't have had nil nil. <laughs> I, I mean, it was on the predictions, wasn't it? It was only yeah. only one of us that got it right. I I I fancied Liverpool to be honest, but yeah. Nil-nil. So that is yeah. Well, that's the uh, the review of the Premier League games. Uh, the obviously there is a game missing. That's the Chelsea Man City game, but we are going to talk about that. It was a cup final. as the special topic later. Uh, but we'll move on to the uh, EFL games. Uh, Rich has got the championship. Yes. So uh, in the championship over the weekend, all three of the top teams won. So Norwich, Sheffield United and Leeds. Uh, so obviously there were games last night, but we're just talking about the weekend uh, currently. So yeah, all three of them took maximum points. Norwich came from behind to beat Bristol City 3-2 and they remain top. Second place, Sheffield United got a really good 1-0 win away at West Brom. And third place, Leeds overcame Bolton 2-1 at home. So it's as you were with the top three. Obviously, Leeds played QPR, I think it was, last night away. Yeah, lost, a bit of an upset there. Yeah. yeah, so QPR coming out, uh, winners in that 1-1-0. Uh, West Brom, Middlesbrough and Bristol City, they make up the playoff places. But only Middlesbrough from those three managed to take any points. Uh, they won 2-0 at home to QPR, funnily enough. So it shows the inconsistency or anybody can beat anybody in this league. Um, so at the bottom, none of the bottom seven teams managed to win. So Ipswich remained rooted to the foot of the table, but they did manage to get a point in a one-all draw away at Wigan. Second to bottom, Bolton fell to defeat at Leeds and Rotherham make up the final relegation place. They got a point in a one-all draw away at Reading. Um, And Reading are only one place behind Rotherham. They're only outside of the uh, relegation zone on goal difference. I think it's five goals between the two teams, uh, both on 30 points. Uh, And as mentioned, there were four games last night in the Championship. The biggest one, as mentioned, was Leeds losing 1-0 away at QPR, uh, meaning the top three have now all played the same amount of games and Norwich are two points clear. So Leeds and Sheffield United are both on 64 points, I believe, and then Leeds are... uh, No, sorry, Norwich are on 66. Yeah, two points ahead, so 66 points. Um, in League One, uh, the top two both drew. So leaders Luton, they dropped two points in a one-all draw at home to Coventry. And second place Barnsley drew nil-nil away at fourth place Portsmouth. Sunderland took advantage of those results. They moved up to third with a two-nil away win at Bristol Rovers. Charlton and Doncaster make up the playoff places. Charlton won two-one away at Wimbledon and Doncaster drew one-all away at Scunthorpe. At the bottom, Wimbledon remains seven points from safety after the, the defeat to Charlton and the three other teams in the relegation places lost. Bradford went down 3-2 away at Walsall. Rochdale lost 5-1 at Plymouth and Bristol Rovers lost 2-0 at home to Sunderland. 
Wimbledon, they look pretty doomed, to be honest. But for the other teams, uh, there is a lot more hope. So there's only a six-point gap between Bradford in 23rd to Shrewsbury in 17th. So still all to play for uh, with the remaining relegation places. So that's League One, Chris. Uh, so moving on to League Two. Uh, top of the table, Lincoln remained two points clear after they beat struggling Morecambe 2-0. Uh, but just behind them, Bury still going strong. Uh, they won 3-1 over Paul Scholes' Oldham. Uh, Oldham did have the lead in that game, but Bury actually scored three goals in the last 20 minutes. Mansfield in third also keep up uh, to, with the top two as they beat Forest Green 1-0. Mansfield reduced to 10 men, but that was in the 97th minute. Uh, MK Dons kept up their Good last few games. Sorry, uh, I was just going to interrupt you. Goal at Selhurst Park. Bit of an anti-climax. I thought there'd be more excitement. <laughs> <laughs> we, we cut off a League Two review for a goal, goal for Man United. Sorry. Anyway, mate, that's all right. Uh, fifth place, Colchester drew with Carlisle 1-0 and Forest Green remains sixth despite their loss to Mansfield. Exeter make up the rest of the playoffs. They beat Crew by two goals to one. At the bottom, Notts County lost to Tranmere 1-0. And second from bottom, Maxfield only drew with Crawley. Uh, Crawley did score in the last five minutes in that game. So, Maxfield were only five minutes from another win. Port Vale has just slowly crept down the table and they find themselves just above the relegation zone now. Uh, they lost 1-0 to Cheltenham. And Yeovil can breathe a sigh of relief. <laughs> After what a they win. finally beat Cambridge by a goal to nil which means they're now three points off the relegation zone and they've got Morecambe, who are also struggling at the weekend at Huish Park. So, Real sick pointer. Yeah, it's a big Huge game at the weekend. But the, the thing is, like Macclesfield aren't losing games at the moment, so they're, you know, it's very, very... There's about six teams in the bottom... Uh, six teams, I reckon, that could go down. There's, there's a bit of a gap, I think... Eight between seventeenth and eighteenth, there's a there's a bit of a gap of points, about six or seven points. So I think, yeah, interesting. At least they won. If they hadn't won that game, they probably would have been in the bottom three. Uh, there was a game last night in League Two. It was top of the table. Lincoln took on Exeter, and that ended one all. So good point there for for Exeter. Yeah, Lincoln seemed to uh, be stumbling a little bit at the moment. Yeah, whenever I sort of. Whenever yeah, I see their results, they've um they're not winning. They've had a few hit and miss games recently. It was Lukaku that scored that goal for Man United. Uh, but anyway, uh, that is all for part one. Uh, we'll be back in part two with the our special topic, which is the EFL Cup final review. Uh, we'll also look a bit about predictions, and I will try and take a guess at Rich's teaser for this week. So we'll be back in part two. Hello and welcome back to part two of View from the Sideline podcast. Uh, we've got our special topic, which is the EFL Cup final, uh, coming up in, in just a minute. But we'll just give you a uh, quick update on the predictions challenge. Um, no one is is getting anywhere near 30 at the moment. So if anyone wants to um, give it a try, then then please let us know. So uh, we had Billy as our guest um, 
Billy. Was it Billy last week? Billy, it was. Billy yeah, failed. it was Billy. Yeah, Billy <laughs> only got five points. Five, five point was, club. Um, We've got so many people on five points. We have. It was only the uh, the draw at Old Trafford. Yeah, that's it. It's the draw at Old Trafford that, that sort of got him some points on the board. Um, we do have a midweek uh, round running at the moment. So we had three games from last night where, well done, Chris. You've got two results yeah. spot on. So a huge huge 20 points, yeah. So we've got the Saints-Chelsea and and the Palace games tonight as well. Um, Do you want to introduce this week's guest, Chris, on the predictions? Well, this week's guest is is my sister. So There is uh, no pressure on you whatsoever. She did message the page, actually, so she's a bit of fighting talk. So (laughs) Shame, though, she didn't get too spot on last night. She's already losing, so... She's got United to beat Palace, so she's getting she's uh, getting one one there. She also had Chelsea uh, Tottenham. Well, yeah, good point. <laughs> um, so so we'll get the well, we should get those results out tomorrow, really. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, Chris, one. if you if you beat thirty, it doesn't put you top of the table, nah, uh, which is a yeah. shame. It'll, p- it'll bump your average up though. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, and then we'll obviously have another round at the weekend. Uh, with those matches, so we'll get them out as well. But yeah, that's that's the update with predictions where we are at the moment. Cool. So, uh, well, so there was a certain cup final this weekend. Uh, some will say the not the best, you know, cup to win, but still a trophy, I guess. Um, yeah, I was, you know, we we had lost six 0 to this to Man City. <laughs> Only a couple of weeks ago, so I think going into it, I was a little bit nervous about how we were going to play because I thought if we played anywhere like we played in the last sort of like three or four games, I thought we would be battered. To be honest with you, but I was very, very surprised at how we played. I thought from kick off to all the way to the end of extra time, I thought we actually defended probably one of the best defence defensive performance I've seen this this season to be honest with you it, funny thing is I think the two best defensive performances I've seen from Chelsea this season have both come against Man City which I didn't think I'd say that it's, ob- but... it's obviously the game you didn't lose 6-0 you mean the league uh, game no, yeah, the league. <laughs> yeah yeah the league game um, it, you know I, you know I, obviously I was good that we didn't win um, but I thought the way that we played I thought we could take a lot from that game um, and I guess you kind of saw a glimpse of what Sarri was tr- is trying to do, I guess. I think the only down, the, the concerns were the amount of chances that we actually did create. Uh, I, I mean, but, but from, from a Chelsea path, does the fact that, does the fact that you lost, is, is, is the fact that you played there was improvement. Obviously, there, I mean, you, you would yeah. have been hard. You, you, it would have been a bit weird if you hadn't improved on a 6-0 defeat. Oh, no, no. But do you think that that softens the blow a bit from you losing the fact that you defended well? There seemed to be a bit more think, yeah, yeah, acknowledgement yeah. of sorry ball. And, yeah, just... I mean, to be honest with you, because one thing that I really, really noticed is not one but I know what happened at the end happened at the end, so it kind of took that was the main talking point, and we'll talk about that in a sec. But no one mentioned anything about Conte being out wide. 
there wasn't any sort I didn't hear any talk about that he was being played out of position again. It seemed to be relatively positive. It's because, it's because we played well. That's the, that's the thing. We played well. When we don't play well, people just, you know, they pinpoint that as oh, the reason we lost is because Kante isn't playing in his normal position. I thought Kante, had, I thought Kante was the best player on the pitch. I thought, whole, I thought what he game. played all right. Yeah, I he thought had, he, he had a okay. really, really good game. You know, he got his... His stamina is just unbelievable. Like for the whole, you know, throughout the whole 90 minutes and the extra time, he didn't give up. He was running constantly back and forth. Um, and he probably, I would say he probably had our best chance of the game. It was Hazard came, he was running down the line, cut inside into the box and, and can't, he, he got to it, but it just went over. But, you know, we did, like you said, we lost, but I think the the edge of the loss kind of taken off with the fact that we actually performed well. Because um, I, I don't, a lot of people would have said before that game that we would have lost. So, I mean, I'm yeah. interested. I'm interested in in that you saying that because. I mean, the, the the stats are that Chelsea didn't have a shot on target. No. No. Um, and I think as much as you can sort of say that that they put Chelsea uh, put Man City under the under pressure, they played a lot better. I mean, it, is that is that sufficient? Is that sufficient to play well but not have a shot on target? Not, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I, I almost know. feel that it got to a certain stage where. He was the Chelsea were pretty much just playing for penalties, I think. But I think past but I don't know if the, a lot of teams 20, would do that. I think well, past when it got to extra minute. time, yeah. I think we, I think the first half of extra time we were good. I'd say the second half we looked a bit sluggish. I think um, most teams would, though, to be honest. I think, I think playing that, that going into the second half of extra time i think any team yeah. would look a bit sluggish to be we, honest uh, with you yeah but i think the the main thing was that we we didn't get one we didn't give up two we looked determined to win the ball back when we lost it you know and three it, you know the the, the the i i'm assuming that the t- that was his tactics it wasn't necessarily get loads of shots on goal. I know we probably should have had at least one or two, but it, I think he just concentrated on trying to win the ball in the midfield. Did, did you even realise that David Silva was playing? I thought we did a really, really good um, job. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd agree with that. Yeah, He, he is he, one of their was, main threats. He was pretty ineffective, I think. So, I think that I think Chelsea did a really good job of of nullifying him and to be honest he's the sort of he's almost the pivot with with city that the the majority of the play goes through him yeah. so i think they did a really a, a really good job in doing that i mean i've i think that when it goes to penalties i, I mean I, I personally thought in 90 minutes that i thought it was a, a pretty close game to Even, be honest yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think I, I think a, a draw was probably a fair result, and then I think with with most finals, if you get to extra time, sort of second half of extra time, 
players are so worried about making a mistake that it, that it's it's normally going to go to penalties anyway. I mean, I, I think I think Chelsea can certainly hold their heads up high. I mean, especially at the moment with with everything that's going on at the club with the transfer ban and um, sort of UEFA sort of investigations with fans and stuff. It was certainly a shining light. Yeah, uh, and then you get Kepper. Talk us through it, Chris. So. Talk yeah. us, can I, I just say one thing on this, yeah, yeah. and I, I learned this today, and this sounds, it, it's true, it is true, it, it is not an offence to refuse to leave the pitch for a substitution. So he didn't, he didn't, he didn't, no, he didn't, he didn't, so. But um, it's the, yeah, so, but here, well, here's my take. Well, on no, he, he didn't, he didn't break any footballing rules. Hence, because there there were a lot of people saying that because the fourth official held held the board up, and he was refusing to do what the fourth official had advised, that he should have been cautioned. But that's when this rule comes in that it's not you are not obliged, if that's the right word, yeah. as the player to to actually leave the pitch. Well, right, okay. Well, here's the take on it from from my point of view. Um, from what I know from what I knew then and what I know now. So from what I know now, I, I was aware that the, um, it was always going to, he was, Caballero was always going to come on in the second half of extra time. Do you think that it was, was the already plan planned? From, Apparently before the game? Planned. I can, I can only assume that was the plan before the game. Uh, because they haven't said actually when the discussion was held, but Apparently, Kepper was not involved in this discussion and obviously knew nothing about it. So this is why, obviously, he... he in Kepper's point of view, he Do you, do you believe that, coming off. Do, you, do you believe that? No. Do you believe that your, <laughs> just, that your football club... Told. Do you believe that your football club have, have set that out as a plan but not actually told the most important person who needs to know that that's the plan. It could happen. We don't know. We're not going to know, are we? Because they've both come out and said it was a misunderstanding. But I think I don't buy it myself. The, the the one thing that it does kind of bring to light is things that Sari has said before, obviously this game about how it is hard to motivate the team. Does it show disrespect towards Sari that he's not coming off? He's been told to come off. He's not coming off. Does Sari control the dressing room? It's it's hard to it's hard to know. He at one point I believe he actually walked down the tunnel, but then came back. Um, but I believe well, yeah, because I think there's a lot. I think there's a lot of ever. conversation that had said if if he'd gone through the door. Probably at the top, been... yeah. yeah, he he probably wouldn't have come back. Yeah, so you know, I not just, through not it, through his choice. You know, I, I will say this: that Caballero handed this, you know, handled the situation pretty well. You know, he wasn't telling Kepper to come off. He wasn't. He didn't walk on the pitch and drag him off. You know, he just got his training kit back on and sat back down. I will say this though: Kepper should have saved the Aguero penalty. You know, it went through his hands slightly. Companies come out and said now that he was, he was happy that Caballero wasn't in goal because you know Caballero is known, you know, for 
saving penalties. You know, he's a good, yeah. pe- he's a good penalty. Yeah, I, I've got so, to be honest, and I, I, I don't want to be a skeptic, right? But, but f- from a neutral's point of view, I think it it looks so bad. Uh, sorry, it, uh, um, another yeah, goal at the Emirates, three-one uh, Arsenal. Sorry, just to interrupt. I, no, no, I agree. I agree that, that it, 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 it does it look looks, bad. It looks really bad, and the fact that both Kepa and Sarri both come out, or both came out after, not directly after the game. I think it might have been the day, the day after, to say that it was a misunderstanding. I'm sorry, no one buys the fact that it was a misunderstanding. That, I, don't think, I don't think. And, I, yeah, that's what it, it's yeah. damage limitation. But at the same time, um, it's almost. Um, if I was Vincent Company, I'd be saying I'm glad he didn't come on, because that that's that's. I mean, you you've won, so I mean, it's 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 almost irrelevant. And I think the whole Caballero used to play for City, and he's a decent penalty penalty stopper, and all that sort of stuff is true, but. On the flip side, the guy that you're trying to take off is the world's most expensive ever goalkeeper. So, yeah, whether it, it, I, I would, I would, I would understand it if it was for cramp because he went down a couple of times with cramp. Well, I think this is but, what he thinks. But, 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 but yeah. would you honestly? So, yeah, but let's just say it's not cramp. If it's tactical, I, I don't. Maybe was it Van Hull at the World Cup who brought Tim Crawl on? for Holland just before a penalty shootout. Yeah, yeah. I think that might have been the first time I've ever seen it happen, but th- this kid is the best, the, the most expensive goalkeeper in the world. Why would you not keep him on unless unless he yeah, was injured? Yeah. And I think that I don't agree with what he did, to be honest, and, I've, and I'm not surprised that he's not playing tonight. There's a lot of people that are saying that he should never play for Chelsea again. Oh, but the, I wouldn't say that. They're not. They're not just going to. No, say no, they're they're not going to. No. But it, no, no one player should ever be bigger than the club, and I'm no. not saying that he thinks he is. But no one player should ever have sort of that sort of hold if you like over a manager i mean the, to me the worst thing that it shows is that sarri has lost that dressing room completely to to the extent of i i think this was probably the final nail in his coffin that any sort of respect he had left has pretty much evaporated now can, yeah because can the, manager, because can the manager actually come on the pitch and take him off I suppose he's not allowed, is he? Because well, I mean, do you, like box, it would have so. almost. Well, he did. I mean, he nearly went down the tunnel. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I think that would have almost been sort of Keystone Cops sort of, sort of scenario if, if he'd actually come on and sort of put him over his shoulder <laughs> and carried him off. But I mean, I don't know. I'd, I'd love to know how the players reacted to him yeah. after and in, in my opinion I'm not I'm not convinced Chelsea lost that shootout because of Kepa no I mean the fact would, that we would, had three, def- three defenders taking penalties probably didn't, yeah great. yeah no no it isn't and I mean I'd be hard pushed to find a keeper that would have stopped Sterling's penalty I mean it was a beaut Hazard's penalty though that was yeah oh god yeah that takes some that takes some balls uh, no, but I kind of think that even if he'd missed, I mean, if I was taking a penalty, I would have faced the other way and backheeled it. Because even if I missed, 
everyone would be talking about the the Kepa thing anyway. So is it I a don't different it... story though? If we won, if we win the shootout, do you think this gets brushed under the carpet or no? No, mm, you still think no? I just don't think. But the the issue, I don't. No, I don't think it does because the issue isn't that Chelsea lost the shootout because of Kepa. The issue is the the almost disarray that Chelsea are in because yeah. of what happened, not because they Did... lost. And the most dis the most disappointing thing I think, if if I was a Chelsea fan, would be the fact that it actually looked like for the first time in a while that you turned a corner, you you played well, you defended well. You gave a really good account of yourself, but no one's talking about that. Everyone's talking about the fact your keeper refused to come off the pitch. And apparently the last time it happened was in 1946 or something like that. Yeah, and it was some Hungarian... I think it was for Hungary, the national team, I think, if I heard rightly. That'll be in your football trivia book that you get for Christmas, Rich, this year. I, I hope it is. I hope it is. But yeah, I, I don't know, mate. I just, yeah. I just think it's a bit. I think it took a bit of a shine off it. I don't think Man yeah. City will be I that think... bothered, but I think from a Chelsea perspective, and let's face it, if you're in a transfer ban, it's not as if you can go out and buy another keeper. So yeah, yeah, I guess sure. you're, you're kind of stuck with him. Well, we've got but... Caballero as backup, and then Rob Green as the third choice. So. Rob Green, yeah. crikey. He hadn't even played yet. I thought he was going to get a game. Like, no, I, the I, EFL, like Rob, but... I like Rob Green, actually. But I just... he, is, he is there just to make up the English numbers. <laughs> <laughs> I was on holiday. When they signed him, I was in uh, in in Spain when that when that happened. I looked at my phone. I was thinking, um, is what's that going on? Had, is, is that why they had to go to, for Rob Green? Because you were out of the country? They couldn't, they yeah, couldn't, yeah, they couldn't exactly, sign yeah. it. I, I went back to my phone. I loads of miscalls. Yeah, <laughs> I, anyway. yeah. I mean, I, it's, it's a shame. It's a shame, but it's a it's a talking point, I guess, isn't it? It's um, it's what everyone wants to know about. Yeah. Right. Well, let's try and get this teaser done. So I've only got a choice of what nineteen teams. 20 teams. Yeah, but I mean, some of them weren't in the league at that time. Were I they? am just going to throw one out there and say Southampton. I got a clue. I'll say Southampton. They just look like a team that would lose the Derby. <laughs> or, or something. Uh, no, I'll stick with Southampton. What, even back then? Uh, no, afraid not, Chris. Uh, it was Newcastle. Oh. Um, yeah, it was Newcastle. I'm going to be honest with you. I changed that question quite late on the original question was going to be from the 11 points they they accrued um how many were from games they won so how many games they yeah but you know that answer now but then i wasn't (laughs) sure yeah but i wasn't sure on your math skills because i thought well if you actually think about it it was one two or three because they only got 11 points so it couldn't be higher than three um no uh, no, so, it's about time uh, you got one. It's about time you got one wrong. Uh, yeah, I've I've been on a roll. Anyway, well, that is about it this week. Have you got anything else to say? Uh, no, just uh, half time at Stamford Bridge. Yeah, nil nil. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you I'll give you a review of the first half in the in the eyes of of my dad. He's just messaged me. Okay. <laughs> Wait, 
played well for 25 minutes, but since then our passing has been poor and we have played ourselves into trouble. Defended okay so far, but they hit the crossbar almost before, just at halftime. Neither team has had a shot on target. They are, look. There's a free review for my dad, look. Sounds like a lot of excuses yeah. in there. Well, what? I mean, a lot of... Just go. Just go. He's, uh... Let him know he's famous. He's on the airwaves. He's on the airwaves. Yeah. I'll let him know. Right. Uh, j- just just one thing relevant. Hearts have just equalised against Celtic. Obviously, They're Neil Lennon at Celtic. Men. Yeah, Hearts down to 10 men, but have just equalised. Uh, with Neil Lennon's first game he'll in charge. He'll be getting sent off, Neil Lennon, I swear. He's, he's, he's known for doing that, and he gets, yeah, he's getting, get, he's getting sacked, sacked in the morning. Okay, that's enough for this week. We yep. will uh, speak to you next week. See you next week.